taking it back to 1997, when the internet was dial-up and the Billboard charts was dominated by pop hits. Welcome to episode 50 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Dante's Peak. No, I no, I was uh, I was out do- doing errands today. We uh, were setting up our new dishwasher, and then oh. I realized that we had no dishwasher um, supplies, such as the rinsing stuff and the salt, the, the softening stuff and the detergent stuff. Didn't have any of that because we I haven't had a dishwasher since I've lived in Berlin. I haven't had a dishwasher for almost eleven years. Me neither. I haven't had one. I don't think I had one in Chicago. Maybe I did. Definitely not in LA. So ten years at least. It's yeah, but I cook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't smart. just put cheese and Splenda on plates. <laughs> Those plates still have to get cleaned. Yeah, but yeah, fucking clean the Splenda off a plate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's packets of Splenda. <laughs> What um? Can we circle back to all of those different things you needed to buy for the dishwasher? The soap, the salt, and the rinsing yeah, stuff? Yeah, I didn't follow any of that. A lot of Pete Davidson these days, and I'm not happy about it. And I was wondering if Sam, especially, and maybe Chris, you've seen it too, but have, you, have we watched this movie yet? The new got this Here's Netflix where thing? I, where, it's on Netflix thing. Here's where I'm at with it. I was planning to watch it Netflix, last weekend when it right. came out. And, oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And here... It's $19.99 for a rental. What's this shit called? King of Staten Island. It's a new Apatow joint. He's basically Apatow's doing the Pete Davidson story. Really? Netflix there? I am not spending $20. He did another movie that's the exact kind of same vibe, but Uh it's called uh, Growing Up or Little Old School or Teenage Adult or some shit. I don't know. Teenage Adult is a good title. (laughs) I haven't spent $20 on one movie in the last, what, six years? And I'm sure as hell not going to do it for some Pete Davidson at-home rental. And then people on Twitter... Didn't you order Trolls 2? No, I did not. I saw it at the (laughs) drive-in. Which was $10 for double feature. (laughs) And it was a big screen experiential evening. Of course. I mean, you're there, you know? Yeah. So $20 at home. And some people online, because someone, he got some criticisms on Twitter, speaking of Twitter. And he was like, well, if you're five people or you're three people, you know, that's whatever the percent is per person. Like, well, I'm not five people or three people. I'm one person. And I'm not going to be grifted for 20 bucks for this dang rental. I thought it was going to be $6.99. Would have paid. No problem. Happily. (laughs) Really, bucks is yep. a lot of money. But I mean, that's the that's the model they're going with for these movies that would have otherwise been theatrical releases and were made when they were made. They were envisioned to be theatrical releases, and if they're made by like major filmmakers and or have major stars, they're like they're sticking with this. I, I, it's funny. I I will I'm gonna pay twenty dollars to watch this movie probably today because it's Apatow. Um, I want to see it. I, I want to see it. I hate him so much, but I heard it's good and I want to see it, but I just in principle cannot yeah. pay 
Especially when I know in like a month it's going to be way cheaper. That's true. And I'm not That's against true. paying. Like I pay. I haven't been like grifting no, for the last like two years, like torrents or anything. Like I've got all the streams. I've got all the subscriptions. I've got all the cable. But it's like twenty bucks for some lame ass whack comedy. I don't know. Rubs me the wrong way. I totally hear that. I totally hear that. I. I guess I'm in support of it. Not. When you drill it down to that, when you say twenty dollars to watch Pete Davidson's stupid tattooed <laughs> face, that's tough. But he's when I think stupid. It's stupid. But when I think about the business model itself, I'm like, yeah. Part of me says, yeah, those movies should charge twenty dollars because they're good. They're that's what the model was like three months ago, and like they were made making this based on a certain box office expectation, and like if you watch it with other people. Pete Davidson's point is correct. <sighs> I, saw torn. I, I like it for the industry. I hate it if I think if you put it the way you did, like $20, you're sitting at home and you're going to pay $20 to watch this. That's, that is tough. And it's a rental. So you don't even have it. Okay. Not, yeah, that, that's I would, crazy. not that I would want to watch that's it again. Crazy. But... A rental for $20. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Let you keep the goddamn movie. How many more times are you going to watch it? What's the problem? Now let me know if it's good though. Like I'm not that principled. If you say it's amazing, I'll probably relent and rent it. Oh, you know. It doesn't come up. But it really squeezes me. It, like, why can't it be, like, even eight ninety nine? Something with three numbers, not four numbers, would just, like, go down a lot smoother mentally. How are we still doing I 99? You. I hear you. Is, are we st- we're st- really still doing prices with 99 on the end? Like, yeah. can, we all just fucking, can we all just fucking grow up? No, we it's can't. always in forever. It's 20 bucks. Can we just fucking say it? The data shows that we can't. Until yeah, but... we learn to be above it, the uh, marketplace will continue to use it against us. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, and I only mean in one very specific way, but somehow that fact is even more depressing than everything else we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> because what the hell, guys? Yeah. I know. Can like ninety nine? That's a deal. It's so inconsequential, and yet. I think it's beautiful. I think it looks you know better. It's nice? like more pleasing to the eye. That's fair. That's fair. But like you know what? You know what else? Yeah. 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 You know what else? I uh, and this is another thing that I enjoy in my day to day life is that taxes built into the price of things here. So if something costs twenty euros, it costs twenty euros. I mean, like, that's and that's you nice. pull out a twenty and you give it to them. There's none of this weird tax calculation on top that fucks with prices right that, and that is nice. one way where the germans have figured it out and they're it's, they're it's, correct to feel that way about I think it's themselves. a big portion of the world that does it that way uh so this is our uh our 50th episode special episode taking it That's back everything. taking it back to the ninos i feel old guys you know but, but do, we, why we, do we decide we got old so fast we decided to do this because because the cinema doesn't exist anymore, correct? And yes. so we've well, been doing a lot of Netflix movies, but of course, people may be more likely to have seen those Netflix movies because there's nothing else to do, correct? So I think it was we're... a combination of that. I think mm-hmm. that was in the world, and and we've been heading in a new direction because of those factors. Then we combined Sam's declaration that she wants to live in 1998, and nothing good happened after 1998 and then we started having that discussion and i think we agreed that we would do movies that only occurred before 1998 at least for our 50th anniversary and in reaction to the to the social 
and health conditions that we're all currently living under. I like that you call it the 50th anniversary. That's really, <laughs> that really makes it feel special. Is that's the gold anniversary, I believe, or yeah. is it diamond? What's diamond? Whoa. Diamond's got to be it's gold. You don't think diamond's a hundred? Who has a hundredth anniversary? Oh, like wedding anniversary? Nope. Nobody yeah, you're right. does. Uh, uh, 50th, <laughs> we're, we're gonna pretty soon, like next year. Fiftieth anniversary is the golden anniversary. Yes. What's a diamond anniversary? Sixty. Diamond is probably 60, but that's a bit weird, right? Well, I'll tell you mm. what. Unlike Pete Davidson's 1999 film, which I would not do, I did rent this film for $3.99 with no regrets. Good. That's good value. Where did you rent it? Did you go to Blockbuster? <laughs> In my heart, In... I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe it was an Amazon rental. And I had a grand old time, by the way. Um, I've never seen it before. Don't know how it slipped me by. Don't know how it slipped all three of us by. I know. Can it's we, magical. Yeah. Can we, can we remind why. ourselves or me what the other Volcano movie was that year? I believe it was just called Volcano. I thought, you, I thought so. I thought Which so. I also haven't seen. That's, should we do Volcano next week? <laughs> Have you seen Volcano, <laughs> Jeremy? I'm not even sure if I've seen it. I don't know. Volcano? Uh, it has such a memorable title, you think I'd remember. Uh it's directed no, by I, Mick Jackson. I Starring Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesch. Ooh, and Cheadle, friend of the cast. Hmm. You know I love a Cheadle. You really do. That had a better... So that movie was actually a little more star-loaded. March 21st, we all went to the theater to see this fucking thing. Liar, liar. I don't think I did. What's going on, Sam? You were I don't dead. know. You were I dead. dead. You were clinically dead. <laughs> I like. I've seen these movies, but not in the theater. How did you? I don't think I did. It made three hundred million dollars. Wow. I don't know. I mu- It must. It must have been a very brief couple of months of me having plans. <laughs> but like, that I can't remember go to the, the details of. I don't know. Maybe you were grounded you... all the time. Definitely not. Did you okay. generally go to the movie theater to see Jim Carrey movies? I Is saw Ace even... Ventura. I saw The Mask. Right, right. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. These things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You just missed Liar Liar. Yeah. You were doing something. <laughs> I was up to no right. good, clearly. Your boy Keanu. Devil's Own? No. Oh, no, wait. Devil's Own. That's Pit. That's Devil's Pit. Right? I, don't, I don't think I saw that in the theater. Right. No, not De- Okay. Chasing Amy. Yes. Fuck, I saw fine. that. Thank God. There, okay. there we go. <laughs> On April 4th, Sam went to the movies. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm in a cold sweat. <laughs> and then in yeah, May, so, so can we just talk Austin about how it dropped? And then I think, yeah, yeah I was there. Course. I was there for that. And by the end of the year, you've got like Titanic and then we, then we all know that part. Yeah. So, okay. but, so, but we're talking about like, Sam wants to go back to the late nineties, but there was a phase, the first say financial quarter, or maybe even a bit more first two quarters of 97, where you didn't even go to the movies. Maybe, but I had, maybe I had things to do. I can't imagine what. So, I feel... I'm excited. Um, it's a very scientific film, and it's kind of like two different films. The first half is very, um, like, mechanical and sciencey, and, like, I'm investigating volcano stuff. And then the second half is just pure action. Okay. Okay, kind of feels like uh, when you describe that, I feel like Twister felt like that to me. Yes. 
first half was I very feel like science-y. a lot of these movies. So I think also the '90s was like, this is where these movie, this type of movie, this genre movie, almost was born in the '90s, right? Like oh, this yeah. sort of this sort oh. of natural disaster. Like there was a wave of it that just all of a sudden started. I felt like there was a wave that happened in the '90s, but there was a previous. And you're absolutely right, but there was a previous wave of them in the '70s with all the uh, so, huh? towering Inferno and Airport right. 2020, yeah. whatever. But this is like the, those. the new this wave the, of it. The new wave, yeah, of the disaster and it, genre. And it came on it's hot, the, <laughs> similar yeah. to the French new wave. <laughs> yeah, peaking with Titanic. <laughs> Quite simply, <laughs> very similar to the French new wave. Yeah. For me, I would yeah. say it peaked with Armageddon. That's personal, though. Oh. No, you're so right. That's so right. I'm gonna watch Armageddon when this is over immediately. <laughs> I, I, I assume you don't you need to rent it. it. <laughs> I assume you both own that film. I do yes. own it on, a, but on VHS. I own it on digital. But the first time I went to rent it, I was like, "Well, why don't I just buy this?" And I did, and I've never regretted the choice. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's so long. Like, there's a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, okay. It's it's yeah exactly. It's an opus. You can watch it over days. Uh, so the other thing. <laughs> The other thing about the setup of like science in the front half and then hit them with the explosions and the whatnot in the second half is the effects budgets were so high on these movies because it was early days too. So they were such a high percentage of the budget that I feel like that was a good way to make your money go far. It's just like have a bunch of nerds looking at charts and being like, the readings are way too high. This <laughs> volcano's going to blow. And then backload all your expensive shots at the end and just, you know. That's true. Right. Yeah, plus I, it's the payoff. But I yeah, was reflecting on it, and I was like, okay, this is almost 25 years old, but this looks real bad. Was it real bad in comparison to other 1997 movies, really? or was this, like, Dante's peak technology of its time? And I don't know. It looked bad was... to, to my eye. <laughs> Sorry, was Dante's peak the Dante's peak technology <laughs> of its time? Or did it use the Dante's peak technology yes. of 1997 or yes. 96, I guess, when they probably filmed it? Yes. Um, that's a good question. I, I assume question. that they had their access to the best of the best. And I'm think. surprised that you said it looks so bad. I wonder if good. the volcano people, the, the studio making volcano, similar time, maybe got some of the best volcano blower uppers in the biz. That's right. Yeah, there's not too many of them. Niche it's market. Who, who can make the best volcano using baking soda and vinegar? Like, who's the best at it? <laughs> yeah, like. At yeah, the science yeah. fair. Yeah, call that guy Tim. He does it. He heals volcanoes. <laughs> and then uh, the Dante's pe- people call, called up Tim, and he's like, sorry, I'm doing this other movie. I never do movies. <laughs> What's this movie called? I can't Volcano. believe you guys both called oh. me in the same week. I took the other job, and now you want me to do a movie too? I, I mean, i got to buy a lot of baking soda. I don't know if I have time for your movie. <laughs> what a feast of riches. And is, do we really need two of these movies? Like, I almost feel guilty. Maybe you guys should all work together. <laughs> On one volcano. <laughs> Call it Dante's Volcano. Hmm? That? <laughs> that would have been a hit. Uh, Why Dante's working? Volcano. <laughs> that would be really funny, actually, to do like a like a fan edit where you edit the two movies together. I'm doing that today after I watch Armageddon. <laughs> First I'm watching Armageddon, and then I'm doing Dante's Volcano, the supercut. Supercut. Somehow you'd have to make a storyline but with the pieces of both movies. I feel like you could. I, f- I haven't seen Volcano, but I feel like it's achievable. There's not a doubt in my mind. I haven't seen so Volcano, Pete... but I know both, both movies revolve around a volcano and whether or not it erupts. <laughs> I know that. So Dante's Peak has Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. Correct. Yes. In my and notes. Volcano has, uh, who did I say? Tommy Lee Jones and... Anne Hesh. 
and hash well <laughs> hamilton over hash and every day of the week obviously of course i'm gonna like, call brosnan and jones a, a draw yeah. i mean that's a gentleman's draw i Too agree great. you're getting like very different vibes draw. but both great vibes both great, great vibes in 1997 that is these yeah. days if we were talking about today i i think i'd choose brosnan Really? Oh, I, I think I'd I don't choose know. Jones. Yeah, I think I'd choose Jones. I think I'm I picturing would. No Country for Old Men, and my God, That's my true. God, but he shook me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That's true. That was a while ago, though. It's true. I, I just anyway, don't whatever. Know. I'd rather but, hang with Brosnan. I'd rather go skiing with him or something. Yeah, definitely skiing with Brosnan. <laughs> I would learn to ski just to do that. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good. He looks um, ridiculous. He looked real. This was Dante's peak of Pierce Brosnan's handsomeness. <laughs> Did he? Oh, so, so this was uh, peak um, in, interest in in Brosnan for Samantha. I yes, I didn't know going in, but yes. Okay. Good to know. That's nice. That's nice for Is you. Is he also then. sexual, like Duchovny? He was a bit find... sexual, but he also had demons. So it, I'll I'll just start yeah, it off. That's part um, of it. Demons can be sexual. Of course. Well, sexy. But he wasn't as, like, flirtatious as his Bond. Mm. And I feel like... I see. And well, how was his chemistry with Hamilton? I assume they're lovers. Um, they are love interests, yes. Um, in time, it builds. Um, I found it to be... I, I wouldn't go so far as to say electric, but I was compelled. Okay. This is heading in the right direction. I, I'm looking forward to this, Sam. <laughs> We're all yours, you, you know? We're all yours. First okay. question. Yep. I already have a question. Who's Dante? <laughs> there is no Dante. Deal with that. Whoa. I know. It, it upset me. So it starts off in Columbia. Pierce, I just have him named PB in my notes because it was easier. But Love I can it. call him Pierce. Whatever you want. No, PB, personal okay, PB. best. Which you oh, yeah. feel he was. He, he really was. Um, so PB is... Uh, in Columbia, a volcano is erupting, so it comes in on an action scene. We don't, mm. like, we come in mid-dire situation. Um, he's coming race- in hot. Coming in hot. He's racing around trying to leave the vicinity. He enters a cabin where there's, like, readouts and sciencey stuff, and we realize that that's his field of work, and that he was there investigating the potential volcano and his colleague is there a female named marianne and she doesn't want to leave and he's like we have to go we have to go there's no time and she's trying to gather their notes and stuff because she wants to salvage their research finally he convinces her to leave they get in a jeep he's driving it becomes clear during their conversation that they are in love um and as he's driving away like debris starts falling and she is impaled to death in the vehicle oh my right, but- Right there in the passenger seat, right yep. beside PB. Yep. Impaled so, with a, uh, a, like a, a jaggedy rock? Uh, I, I'm not sure, but it was just like the volcano was erupting and stuff was flying around. And Oof. so he's driving and she gets impaled and he, I guess, stops the car and... Well, it's just no, a hard No, he can't cut. stop. He can't stop. Right. Because he's fleeing the volcano. Because he's fleeing the volcano. This but is he traumatic, was able... guys. Yeah, that was a fucking grabber. <laughs> what, um... And and the and the stakes were that they had to save that important volcano research. But don't worry about that. That does not come to be. Does it come to be that we hear the name of his job, what he's described as? Um, his field I'm of study. Go with volcanologist. He's a volcanologist. Oh, is that a thing? Of course. Oh. 
Yeah, so cut to four years later. He's working at, um, like, a seismology facility, like a government office facility in Washington State, which I think was always his job. It's not, like, a new thing, but he just gets sent around to, you know, to different outposts. Um, Yeah, so it's four years later after the Columbia incident, and his boss, Paul, gets an alert about a possible seismic activity in a small town of Dante's Peak. And asks if Pierce, if PB is willing to go. Because even four years later, I think he's still... Mm, he's, he's distraught. Like, I think he jumps the gun. He's perceived as jumping the gun a little bit. Like, worrying, being too much of a worrywart. A bit too much of a worrywart? Uh, in terms of... Whether or not a volcano is dormant or dangerous. I see. Oh, he's, he's like, now expecting be- impending doom yes. because he lives mm-hmm. through that. Yes. Yeah. He's a he's a chicken little figure. Yeah, it's a little bit. Trigger finger. A little bit. Now, um, will this be the first time he goes afield since the Columbia incident? I don't believe so. It didn't. That was not the implication. Because oh, what he was he doing in four years? Of, I think he's been he, still he, doing it. Did he seem to have in like intimacy with the woman who got killed? They were lovers. Like, was it a, oh, I lovers. see. Okay, see that. Yeah. Okay, that was my question. Yeah, for Does, sure. um, did he indicate where the town of Dante's Peak is located? Yeah, it's also in Washington State. So I think maybe he has not been going to some of these, like, bigger ticket field research places. And because he says later, I'll just jump ahead. He's like, I go, I do this all the time to these little towns where if there's something dormant. I check it out. And, you know, like 98% of the time there's nothing to see. And I clear out. So he's not, like, that much of a worry wart that he thinks everything is bad mm-hmm. but he's just like a little bit more him. like yeah he's just a little bit more mindful is bronson doing an american accent uh, i don't how really do I ever, not even remember I it was like kind of like a half i feel i feel like he's only capable of a half you know yeah <laughs> yeah there's something he's about so bronson he just has to be british like i can't i don't know if i've ever seen him speak like an american maybe he has i think this is kind of an either you can think of that either but i don't it wasn't like a full brogue (laughs) not full brogue not Not an fp no No. all right Um, that's a great point chris Uh, he can't not be british his name is pierce and uh that's that's just him you're you're stuck with that so it's a local excursion Dante's Peak is in the same state in which he works. Yes. Yeah, it's all Pacific Northwest. Both convenient and unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, meanwhile, a couple from L.A. goes to a rock spring, and they're joking about how uh, maybe we should give up city life and move to a town like Dante's Peak. Ha ha, it's so cute here. And they are skinny dipping in this rock spring, and then very abruptly it comes to a boil and boils them to death. Oh, whoa. That sounds this, amazing. Yeah, this movie's so good. This also, I, so I I would much rather see that scene in a movie from 1997 than I would today. You know? Yes. Like somehow it belongs more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Were they yeah. getting it on? Also, this is the 90s movie, right? They were about to. They were nude. Yeah. See, <laughs> I can see this movie in my head, even though I've never seen it in in my eyes. This movie's so great because the Earth is the enemy. It's so good. <laughs> So good. I hope right. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton kick the Earth's fucking ass. <laughs> I, 
feel like you and Jeremy, you and I are rooting for this movie in a way that we almost never have rooted for anything else on this podcast. Correct. And I'm just, I'm not, Correct. I'm afraid I can't deliver, but I, I'll try. Not Thank that you. I can't, but that it can't live up to your dreams. Well, but what it can deliver is 1997. Yes, that yeah, it which will is deliver. Far. And I think this that's far. what we're rooting for, really. <laughs> Big time. Three deaths already. Um, Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> All killed by Mother Nature, that heinous bitch. <laughs> yeah, she should go fuck herself. <laughs> okay, so uh, now cut to the town of Dante's Peak. Linda Hamilton is running late to a presentation, and she's being helped by her young daughter, who's precocious and reminding her of the keynote speaker's name. We don't know what the presentation is yet. When she gets there, we learn that, number one, Linda is the mayor of Dante's Peak, and number two... The town is receiving a certificate, naming it either the second or the third, I forget, best town or like best rated town in America of under 1500 population. So it's like a little plaque certificate thing, gathering with someone to bestow the honor uh, to her. Um, Yeah. Who's number one? I forget. I don't even know if they say. But they're like, we're coming, we're coming for number one. Um, I feel like this place, Dante's Peak, would be a really good setting for one of your movies, Sam. Totally. <laughs> totally. I don't know if you can, can you make a movie called Dante's Peak? Let's look into that. <laughs> Let them stop me. I can just call it Dante's Peak and see what happens. Call the town Dante's Peak. <laughs> you could just call it Dante's Peak and then in brackets 2021. Well, yeah. They don't ask me any questions. I name everything whatever I want, and then sometimes they keep it and sometimes they don't. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like for your consideration. I was thinking uh, we call this one Dante's Peak. Yeah. What do you guys think? <laughs> I'm going to pitch you guys on an idea called Dante's Peak. <laughs> oh, you mean with Pierce Brosnan? No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Is there somebody named Dante in it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, definitely uh, not. Oh. Definitely not. All right, well, that's great. So it sounds like Linda Hamilton's running a great little town. Great so little is town. a successful leader. Yeah, um, but there's also a businessman there at the presentation who we learn, and he's not much of a character. I don't even know his name, but he is interested in investing into Dante's Peak, uh, like to grow his so industry, and part of that is motivated by this distinction. Uh, I think they believe it will the property value will rise and maybe tourism will rise, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they have like a particular tourist attraction other than just being a very nice small town? It's very scenic. It's like in the mountain where the volcano is and there's lakes and yeah, it's just pretty. But I don't think they have anything specific. Additional and, question. Um, does Linda Hamilton wear power suits? Um, she's a little, no, because she is uh, multi-hyphenate. She also runs the cafe. So she's usually in more uh, cash okay. wear. Right, dual oh. role, small town type of deal. Okay, yeah. fine. But otherwise, I would expect a power suit, and I would appreciate a power suit. She's also very hairy. She's a single mother of two, running the small town and, in, and running the cafe. Uh, harried. Harry. Sorry. I thought you said she was very hairy. Harried. <laughs> harried. She's also very hairy. She runs a <laughs> Which cafe, make sense. and she's extremely hair stute. Is that the word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered what that word means. Harry. I've already learned, hairy. Wow, I've already learned volcanologist and her stute. Her suit, yeah. Her suit. Sorry, her suit. It's H I R S U T E. And yeah, that means uh, hairy. Yes. Yeah, covered with hair. Yeah. That's funny. Her suit. I already mentioned her suit, but it was the lack of suit. Yeah. 
lot yeah, of she doesn't have a power suit, but she is very her suit because of all the hair. <laughs> weird, right? Um, <laughs> weird coincidences, right? I had a question. What was it? Oh, yeah. Dante's Peak. The town is named Dante's Peak, and there is also a the tallest mountain in the area is called Dante's Peak, too. Or is I, it I guess it's name all, of town? I think it's all of name? it. The town is named for the peak against which it sits. And it, there's, a, there's a single one. They can point there to it and say, peak. that's yep. Dante's Peak. Right over it there. says here, the discovers that the long dormant volcano, Dante's Peak, may wake up at any moment. Yes. Okay. All right. But the town itself is so small. It's like, it's all just one thing. Peaking one with municipality. the volcano part. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Like Danger Bay. Yeah. Which is both a bay, but also a town. Yes. Fucking <laughs> 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 Danger Bay. <laughs> That's a reference that I feel like four of our listeners will understand. <laughs> And God bless them. Yeah. God bless them and God bless this great nation, the (laughs) Dominion of Canada. Okay, so PB arrives as the presentation is winding down. He wants to talk to Linda, but she, as discussed, is multitasking and harried. So she's like, yeah, I was expecting you. I was told that you'd be coming just to do some testing. Um, But can you help? Can you just come along? I've got so much to do. So she knows there's been, like, some sort of noticeable activity that warrants him coming. But right now, she's not worried. She didn't, like, call in or call in for a grievance or anything. It just seems like, you know, when, like, the guy comes to your house to check the meter, it seems like that. It's like, oh, this is a standard check-in. Okay. Yep. Got it. It's a dormant volcano. Sometimes the volcano guy has to come check the meter. Yep. I think that's a good thing for them to, you know, have as an ongoing cost. Volcano guy, come take a look. Make sure everything's okay. Report to the cafe where the mayor is. I can see it. See in three months. I yep. agree. Well worth maybe it. Get a, you know? Maybe get a short stack. <laughs> on the way out of town? You got time. Yeah. Yeah, just stop in. Come on. They're delicious. Well, he seems to be planning to be there for a couple of days at least because he does check in at a motel. So okay. it's, not, it's not a day in, day out. Maybe it takes a few days for all the data to get. For he's sure. got to put his instruments Compiled. in places and then come back and take readings. For sure. Maybe he's got to insert a thermometer into some sort of opening. He does yeah. a lot of inserting, but just not exactly the inserting I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> this guy volcanoes. <laughs> okay, so. This guy inserts. <laughs> so he goes with Linda and her daughter in her truck. She's like, I just need to make one stop first, and then I'll take you to the mountain and show you around. And the first stop is the front of an abandoned mine shaft, um, where her other son, her older child, uh, who's rebellious and just hanging out in the mine with his buddies, is hanging out. Like, it's like their known haunt, um, and she's pissed about it, but that's their go-to spot. And she, like, bangs on the door. She's like, get out of there, Graham, let's go. This will come back, as you might imagine. Okay, so two children, older son, yep. younger daughter. I noticed the daughter's name is Lauren, the son's name is Graham. That seems fitting. Yep. So, Lauren and Graham? Correct. Linda drives up up the mountain to the base of the volcano part where her estranged mother-in-law lives. She's like, I'll just leave the kids. Not estranged from the kids, but like they have a fraught relationship. Uh, Ruth, the mother-in-law, and Linda. Yep, I love that she lives on the edge of a volcano. Yeah, so she's like, I'll just leave them with their grandmother uh, to babysit them, and then I'll show you around all the like nature 
parts. But when they get there, the grandmother is a nature enthusiast and a mountain enthusiast, and she says, why don't we all just go? Why don't you get your swim trunks, kids? And so they all five drive further along the mountain, toward the rock spring, and okay, other... Okay, and, uh, sorry, question. Do we know what happened with, uh, Linda Hamilton's ex-husband? Uh, we do later, but I'll just jump ahead. He just ditched them years ago, and the mom has kind of been defending him, even though he's clearly the wrongdoer. Does someone good play the mom? No. It was, uh, unfamiliar to me. For a movie that was came out in 1997 in theaters across America and made $170 million, the cast of this movie is a bunch of nobodies. It's yep. really surprising. Really surprising. Yeah, Brosnan, Hamilton, and a bunch of people. Crickets. Charles Hallahan is a legend, like legend character actor. If you look, if you click on him, like you'll know that guy. You've seen him be a police chief oh, in wow. a thousand things. Who does he like, play, Paul? Yeah. He plays Paul. Yeah. So that's the Paul boss. Dreyfus. Yeah. Yeah. He has been a boss in probably a thousand movies. <laughs> what a great Hollywood name, Charles Hallahan. Yeah, you call Hallahan. If you need somebody to tell somebody else. To call up my guy that, Chuck. Yeah, you need somebody to say, give me your badge. You're running back. <laughs> give me your, you call your badge. Hallahan. Yeah, you call Hallahan. Take a few days off. He does say that in this movie. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the kids and the grandma are, like, frolicking, and Pierce starts doing his reading. He's measuring, like, sulfur and temperature, and he's, like, collecting soil and insert. He's collecting. He's inserting. There's a lot of ins and outs of the earth and to the earth. Very good. Very good. And he seems a little bit troubled by the results, but he's not sure yet. He's like, well, these are, like, a bit high, but there could be other reasons um, like a fault line or something like that. Um, but then he notices like a, a collection of dead wildlife. Um, it's like different like forest animals all dead. And it's like, well, that's weird. Then Linda says, maybe there's a rock slide, you know, could be like, it's not that uncommon, but things are building that just don't seem great. Meanwhile, the kids and the grandma walk down a rocky set of can, steps and are about can to I dive. Just ask about, yes. Can I just, sorry, can I just ask about the animals? Were they like, like, bloodied and broken, or were they just dead? Yeah, I was wondering that uh, too. I think they were just dead. I think it was like heat based. Yeah, heat or like sulfur or something. Yeah. Okay. Gases. Yeah, they weren't like impaled or anything. Okay. And, and and just kind of strewn about. Yeah. Okay. Just laying waste. Yeah. That's life. suspicious. Dumping. That is suspicious. Very. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you. It's okay. So the kids are about to dive into the hot spring when PB comes racing down and grabs Graham, the son, mid-jump because he's realized that the temperatures are unsafe and they spot the dead L.A. couple who are just floating at the surface. Are they, like, cooked to hell? Yeah. It was gross. It was not a sight... It was not a sight I wanted to behold. But now Pierce is, you know, alerts are flying and at this point is when he says... Usually 98% of the time I come, I do my thing, I do my readings, and I, you know, wipe my hands of it, and it's fine, and we just come back whenever the next interval suggests we should. And she's like, what happens the other percent of the time? And he just kind of stares at her ominously. That's reassuring. That's a professional (laughs) way to answer that question. (laughs) So he does call his boss. He calls Paul and the rest of the crew back in Washington, or back in wherever they are not far away. 
uh, also in Washington, and says he's concerned. Um, and meanwhile, Linda gathers city council with PB supporting this to discuss potential evacuation protocol and like to get the binder out and to review the materials and like reflect and remember what the procedure procedure should be. And because the seismic facility is so close, Paul, the boss arrives mid meeting cause he's just dr- driven down. Yes. Uh, and, Callahan. Yeah. Callahan is here. <laughs> yeah. And he interrupts it. He's pissed at PB for jumping the gun. Um, and he tells city council that they should not, be too hasty, and they should keep it all the down low, and he shares a similar experience that he had in Mammoth, California, where they had similar, maybe problematic readings, but they weren't sure yet, but they raised the alert sooner than later. Um, land values plummeted, and the town never fully recovered economically, and that could happen now, and, and nothing happened. The volcano didn't happen, so it was unnecessary damage to the town. And so city council is all pissed at Linda. They're like, you shouldn't have gathered us at all. Like, you shouldn't even have bothered to tell us, like, based on what we've just heard. And, like, the investor guy better not get wind of this. Um, So everyone's mad at Linda and PB or both, depending on their perspective. I did not expect PR to be such a big element in all of this. (laughs) It's the classic plot. It's Jaws. It's the mayor wanting to reopening the beaches. Of course. Shark, and it's in sadly real life with Trump and many state governors and senators wanting to reopen their states despite a global pandemic. Yeah, it's a very timely film. Yeah, classic. Day. I'm surprised. What I'm surprised by is that Hallahan, a government man who works for an agency, I guess he works for what? The Volcano Agency? I don't yeah, know. it's called like the Seismic Department, whatever. It's like part of right. probably like the, I don't know, Environmental Department of Seismic Affairs. Seismic so, Affairs and Insertion. Insertion and <laughs> Affairs, the SIA. Um, he, he, I'm surprised that he's so motivated this way. Usually it's the mayor figure or, or the investor figure. Um, but I guess maybe he, the economic success of that town is important to the state too. But so. yeah, but you're right. He doesn't have stakes to protect it. He just like wants the town not to suffer like he's trying to do good for them but he's not personally going to benefit i think it's weird you're right that's interesting yeah it's it's actual ideology he had an experience in his life where there was it was a false alarm and pb has had an experience where uh it was very real and uh his the love of his life was impaled brutally yes yeah so they have uh you know different reflections on how this could go it's complicated very so the crew under Paul is also with him. I don't know any of their names. It's one girl who's like grungy and like '90s cool. It's a portly, okay. sciency guy. She seems a little more naturey. The portly guy is more sciency. And then there's Grant Heslov, who is now George Clooney's producing partner. He's I left think, I like acting. Grant yeah, I've always, I've always enjoyed him. Okay, let's call a grungy '90s girl. Let's call her. Uh, um... Winona. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it won't even matter. They're barely in it. <laughs> and who is the computer guy? Actually, I do know his name. It's Terry, because he's the only one that really does anything. Perfect. Terry is a perfect name. Terry yeah. is a great name. Yeah. So they set up base camp in the conference room at the motel where Pierce was. And at this point, um, Paul Hallahan does say, why don't you take a few days off? <laughs> but Pierce Beautiful. decides to take those few days off by staying in Dante's Peak, 
and he's doing more, taking more readings. Yeah, he's like, these are my days off, but, like, why can't I stay here and enjoy? This is the second or third most favorite 1500 or less population town. I love that. Does he, like, buy a Dante's Peak t-shirt just to try to get <laughs> Helen in off his back? No, oh, but so that funny. deleted I'm, scene. I'm taking the tour. Like, what, what do you want? That, Have you been to the so postal, postage stamp museum? <laughs> Dude, that's such a good idea. Or, like, Hallahan's stomping about through the town one day, and he looks up, and a tour bus is going through, and PB is sitting in it, and he just gives him, like, a cheeky wave. Like, that would have been amazing. I'm on tour. That would have been amazing. But, you know, like... But then he's actually going to the mountain. But yes. they just, like, they don't really keep him separated. He's there, they accept it, and they let him participate with the examination. So he's not that otherized from the crew. Okay. Hmm. Um, Linda, as I said, runs the cafe and she brings everyone their daily brew. And like, that's a running bit that she like has it all memorized what they like. And it's the best coffee in town. It's not really a bit. It's just a recurring thing for some reason to show her town's folkiness. I really like it. (laughs) If there was someone who always brought coffee and did the added move of knowing how everybody likes it, I'd be charmed. And I would follow that person there. Probably. It depends on the other candidates. Um, it would be a strong the showing. The pool is pretty small in Dante's Peak, so... So, uh, PB, Paul, and the crew, they set up various monitoring things, like um, like a sound, like a sonar thing that will track, like, deep fluctuations where a fault line would be. Um, they take more samples. They just, like, do lots of different stuff that I didn't understand, and they're like, this will, like, continue to monitor, and if there's any changes, like, we'll get the reading back at base camp with all these computer monitors that they set up. So, it's like 90s science. computers, probably, though, like, like Big. green Big. green yeah. screens totally. and stuff. and Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, dot matrix printers? Totally. And Linda mm. has the evacua- evacuation those. protocol kind of, like, at the ready, but has not put on the high alert. So then PB and the nerd Terry take, it's like a robot device thing. I guess like, like almost an early drone because it yep. doesn't hover. It's a ground tool. It's like it's got tank treads probably. It's one of those ones that you can send in to get readings where it's too hot for humans. Right. That's yes. been a thing for with volcanoes for a long time, I think. All right. It's like a bomb, it's like a bomb robot yeah. similarly. Yeah, you yeah, know? That. That's fun. Yeah, so it's like a, or a Mars rover. Uh, yeah. Do they do they give it a delightful and affectionate name? That's they, a classic They don't. The, oh, the, my God. Mistakes were made. Oof. Mistakes were made. That, that so, is a lost lost opportunity. Yeah. So they yeah. take it to the summit crater. So whatever that means, but it's uh, like a crevasse. Um, and so they go in a little bit, and then they send the thing forward. But before they get it fully set up, um, it's a little bit janky. So Terry, the nerd who's in charge of it, removes what I thought was, like, the black box of it, but it's actually, it's part black box, part beacon, because it was weighing it down. And he, like, looks up, and he's like, sorry, NASA. Like, they're not going to be able to monitor from afar from satellite because he's dismantling it. I'm sorry, NASA is monitoring this? I, maybe he was just joking, but he says that. Hmm. So it, it he took out weight, and, and the key piece that he took out was the tracking part, yes. where it can be tracked by a larger power yes. or tech. That's a tidy little bit of writing. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. So now it's I'm lighter. Sure it's very realistic, and they have no idea where it's going to be. <laughs> it's well, lighter. Well, can see it. They don't, that beacon's they, really weighing it down. Yeah, well, I'm just, I, I'm just a messenger. So they, PB and Terry, follow the robot thing into the crater, but then send it more forward to take more readings. But there's a rock slide, and Terry is trapped. 
PB saves him, but Terry's leg yes. is broken. Oh, How does no. PB save him? He just digs him out, and then they get a rope hoisted to them. PB, what? Can, how, how is is PB re, being reassuring? Is he being alarmist? Is he a, a, a voice of reason? Is he? I think he's internalizing his... his alarm, but you can see it raising in him. And he's all business, though. Yes, and but he's not that physical. It wasn't like an action hero saving. It was like as good as what we could have done given the circumstances. It was just a man who knew what he had to do. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Knew what had to be done and he did it. <laughs> yeah. I would not if I was a friend or lover or colleague of PB, I wouldn't hang around him. <laughs> and, uh, bad things happen. Yeah, it's true. He's damaged goods. So PB is more convinced than ever. Based on all this, the volcano will erupt sooner than later. Paul thinks it's still innocuous and minor changes in nature. And he's like, we've set up all our reading tools. We're going back to the office. We can still receive the information. And if anything really changes, we can rush back and deal with it. But for now, this, to me, feels stable. Oh, so sorry. One other question. Did When the rock slide happened, it broke Terry's leg. But what happened to the... Uh, Mars rover. Um, Did it? I don't, it nobody knows. They removed the I, tracker. I think it got destroyed, but it's not really. It doesn't matter. It's not like we really could have used that. Okay. Man. All right. <laughs> they, just, they had a robot, but they just said, <laughs> you know, forget it. Took the thing out. It went out somewhere. Who I think cares? it got destroyed. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, they plan to go. What happened to it? Who cares? <laughs> It's just a stupid robot with no tracker. So they plan to go the next day, and Paul says, Pierce, you got to clear out of here. Like, mission is over. We are not on the field here anymore. So PB goes to say goodbye to Linda that night, and they talk sex shop. Um, That's when we learn a little bit more about her ex-husband and that he abandoned them and that she hasn't really... uh, knocked boots in a long time he shares oh my how do they get to that though wait 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 how do they get to that part of the conversation i mean there's been a brewing flirtation just like she's been brewing his coffee (laughs) (laughs) but this is the first time they've spoken or acted upon it Uh, are they Um, having a are they having a drink together or something yes they are and it seems like they're about to uh get into it when Pierce pours a glass of water or, like, washes his hands, and the water is all brown and muddied, which is a problem. Uh, I thought it was going to come up crazy hot. I thought it was going to be literal lava. No, it's, uh, from my understanding, it's been contaminated contaminated by sulfur dioxide. You don't want that. That's no good. No. So now he's... That would have been so awesome if just lava just came flying out. (laughs) Ah! That would have been cool. He just holds... He just turns around from the sink and he holds up a glass full of lava. He's like, we gotta roll out. (laughs) Can't drink this. Oh my god. Tosses it over his shoulder and walks away without looking back. I only have 30 more minutes and I haven't even gotten to the action part. Okay. I gotta gotta hustle up. Um, But we're getting there. So um, the next morning the readings are way worse. They realize that the National Guard is not available to get there anytime that soon. Finally, Paul says, I guess we can put the town on alert. Maybe you're on to something. Like, maybe I'm wrong now did that... Paul, did Paul leave They had not Dante's left. Peak? They were going to oh, leave the next morning. Day. Yeah. Okay. Are they talking evac? Talking evac. Linda's kids call Ruth to tell her that this is happening. She refuses to answer. And because she's a woman of the mountain and uh, loves it, loves 
the town, loves nature. Uh, she's like of the soil. And Linda she's like says, Elsa from Frozen. Yeah, Linda says totally. Um, kids, it's her choice, um, but we have to move on. Ooh, so everyone, Linda. yeah, it's cold. So they all, That's... everyone gathers at the school to discuss. Uh, led by Linda and PB, and they're all encouraged to pack up. The townspeople become frantic, asking, like, do we have to wait till evening? Can we go right now? Like, is there a time? Like, what do we do? She's like, just start packing and go, but, like, uh, like in an orderly fashion, right? But I guess like, she can probably have, like, their, like, the town can kind of gather, or a lot of people can gather in one place. Yeah, everyone's so that's there. That's the advantage that except, they have. Yeah. Except Grandma Ruth. Um, but mid-meeting, there's an earthquake that ripples through the crowd, and, like, buildings are crashing down, and uh, it's, like, loud, and panic ensues, and now everyone is in a mayhem trying to get out. However, there's only one bridge over a river that leads out of the town limits. Oh, my God. There's only one way out of town? Only one way out of town. One way in, bridge. one way out. Yep. And it's a bridge, no, bridge, no less. Not just a road. Nope. Love it. Is the, um, how high is the bridge above the water? What are we talking here? Is it a... Uh, no, or is it like, just not, a... not that. Not high. So they could just... How big is the river? Um, like, I think you could swim it if you had to. Still, you can't get the whole town across it in a in a matter of minutes. No. And so they all drive out there in their respective vehicles. That's what we see. Well, they came to the meeting on foot, but now they're all like frantically running home and getting in their own vehicles, gathering their yeah. stuff, and yeah. yeah. And they and they come to the mouth of the bridge, the entry point of the bridge. Some of them are starting to get out. Okay, and, but it's and then, you know there's only one lane though, so it's taking it's time. It's slow going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Linda goes to get her kids and finds a note that they've gone to get Ruth because they were too upset and couldn't leave Classic. her there. So they stole Classic. her car, and even though neither of them could drive and was way too young to know how to drive, they somehow managed to get up, and, like, debris is falling, and uh, it's, like, a dangerous horror show up there, plus they don't know how to drive, so they definitely should be dead. Um, Who's driving, Graham? Graham, yeah. But, like, kind I... of both, because they're too right. short. Isn't one of them doing the, the pedals and one of them is doing the steering? A little bit, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> uh, are they wearing? Are they in together underneath a big trench coat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One sitting on the other's shoulders. Oh, Lord and Graham. Adultman. Did you guys watch BoJack Horseman? Oh yeah. Whew. I have not. You've you've we've you talked about spoken. this, Jeremy. Jesus Christ. I think okay. I saw a few episodes ago, but yeah. Anyway, um, so let's see. So they find the note. Like I said, PB offers to stay behind, which, I mean, that's dashing because I would have wanted to be the hell out of there. Uh, P- PB. So Linda reads the note. Oh, my children have gone to save my mother-in-law, who I clearly hate because I <laughs> yeah. was ice cold a minute ago about her. Uh, she's upset now. She's like, I can't go because my children are. Yeah, she's danger. like, I gotta go up there, and he's like, I'll, okay. I'm coming along. So they get a different vehicle and drive up to the cabin. They barely get there in time, but they are reunited. The dog runs off. Um, was Ruth just at home? She was at home. Yeah, she was just planning to like stick it out. Yeah. Not answering the phone. Just like calmly sitting on the couch watching TV or something. Yeah, she's like, this is just how it is. Like the the land would never harm me. Like she doesn't believe it. She's a she's a truther or like an anti volcano truther. I can respect that, but she was also just letting the phone ring and not picking it up. That seemed rude. Rude. Totally. 
Also, so, it's her grandchildren, for God's sake. Well, Pick they didn't the have call display yet. Maybe she didn't know. Pick up the phone, Ruth. <laughs> I, I mean, I see it. She was screening them. She saw the call display. She's like, ah. I can't be bought right now. <laughs> Not in the mood. Matlock is on. <laughs> They're my grandkids and all, but sometimes what they say is stupid. <laughs> They're a little much. So PB and Linda arrive. The city is like falling apart. Lava is now, like the eruption is now in play. Lava's streaming down the mountain. Oh, okay. Lava. We're into lava now. Okay. Yep, into lava now. So it's not like an explosion. It's just, ha- like, happening. I guess maybe there was an explosion, but it's, I don't know, it it's seems, like, more slow down. and steady. Yeah. Okay. Any deaths? Are, are we die- people dying yet? Doesn't seem like it, no. Because okay. everyone's, like, more at ground level. It's only really the Linda family that went higher up is in danger. Okay. Because the cabin so was, like, as high up is where residences were. You've done an amazing job conveying the physical space and where everything is <laughs> really? in, yeah, in respect to each other. Yes. In my mind, though, what I'm basically seeing is um, Twin Peaks, but with a <laughs> volcano. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> kind of. 100%. When she talked about the diner, I was just... I was like, yeah, like that. has the best like, coffee. Yep. It's just like in Twin Peaks. Peaks. So back at the base camp at the motel, Paul wants to stay and see it through. For some reason that I don't totally understand, because I'm like, see what it's happening. You can't take action. Like to whatever do... everybody, whatever the logical thing is, Hallahan is against it. <laughs> yeah. So, she but goes, he encourages nope. the other crew, uh, Winona, Grant, and Terry, to leave. But they decide to stay with him. They want to be like the last out to like, like the captain on a ship kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, back to Lyndon PB. Like I said, they are reunited with the kids in an apologetic Ruth. They kind of make amends uh, about Ruth's worthless son. She's like, I know he's like he was the kind of the villain in all this, and I shouldn't, you know, this is my fault that the kids are up here. So like, they have a moment, but not much time they have to a moment spare during an eruption. Yeah, because yeah. lava's flowing down, destroys Ruth's yeah. cabin and the vehicles, both whoa, whoa. all other vehicles. Okay. This is where it turns into the action second half, as mentioned. Well, they got to get back down to the town. And how long does it take them to drive up there, do you think? From the town? Given the conditions, it probably took 20 minutes. But maybe in good conditions, it would only have been like 10 or 15. That's going to be a long hike, even on a regular day. Yeah, okay. But this gets so harrowing. So it seems like they're going to be stranded. Like, I was on edge. I I, I can hear it. I'm not even kidding. I was like, I almost had to look away. This park got so scary. So it looks like they're going to be um, stranded. I haven't gotten to Y yet. Please they, let us know, as usual, if you if you weep at any um, point. I did not weep. I did not weep. But I was on right. edge. So, like, they have no vehicles, and the path down is destroyed and probably too dangerous. So they get in a motorboat, and there's a lake. And if they cross the lake, they can get to another patch of town, like, further away from the, the streaming lava. However, they... And it seems like it doesn't take forever. Like, this scene took, I think, like, 10 to 15 minutes. It, or it felt like it did, this boat scene. The sulfur in the water, the lake water, has turned it acidic. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I was so scared. So it's going to eat through, first of all, them, if they make contact, but also the boat But also itself. the boat? Yeah. Eventually the boat? Yeah. So the kids are, are sitting we... with, like, their legs up onto the frame of the boat. Oh, panic, this is great like, stuff. Being, like, clutched by the adults. Can I'm I just panicking. Understand? Sorry, can I just understand just quickly, are we just with our five heroes here? Yes. Yes. 
Everybody else is still just taking the bridge or, or something. Or um, gone already. All the towns, people are taking the bridge except for the crew who are at base camp at the motel. Okay, all right. And then okay. we're with our five in the boat. Okay. What kind of boat do we got? We got like just like an outboard motor, regular yes, fishing exactly. boat kind of yeah. boat? Yeah. yeah, like the type that you like toggle like behind with the You have to hold motor. The, the motor stick and you steer with the motor by yes. tur- turning it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the kids like acid is holes are happening. Oh, There's man. Leaking. I, oh. I was so terrified. The acid eats through the motor, so it doesn't even function anymore. Oh, shit. Um, and Just then, they only have momentum or do they have paddles? Well, Paddles would dissolve in acid, too. I'm getting all that. PB covers his arms in his jacket and starts using his own arms as oars. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. I was so scared. By the what does Linda do? Does Linda do anything physical? Does she show the guns off? And by that, I mean her muscles, I know. Not, not her breasts. She might paddle a little bit, too, but she's mostly taking care of the kids. I mean, she her personality is of stern stuff, but she's not that physical. No Sarah Connor shit. No. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. We kind of expect Sarah Connor, but she's not Sarah Connor in every movie. No. It's easy to forget that. No. Yeah. So, but they're getting more near to the shore, but it's still very dire. The leaks are happening in more places. It's like bubbling up. It's harder to stay steady, having like your legs on the frame, and then <laughs> uh, I, I was, I was uh, like nausea like bile rising in my throat ruth grandma jumps into the water and pushes them she like heaves them the last bit of the way onto shore but she and on purpose knew this was going to happen suffers horrible chemical burns so she's Uh like damaged but alive and they carry her for a while on the trail so now they're up this other patch of land and they're trying to get back into the main part of town that is basically in rubble but that's their best bet to get to the bridge Okay, and they're carrying injured grandma. Yeah, but so they take her for a while, and then finally she says, just leave me here, like, I'm dead weight, I'm not going to survive this, and basically she wants to just commune with her beloved mountain, and, like, she's at peace. She did, She knew what she was doing. All right. That is... So they just chuck good. her in the woods? <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, I love and Ruth. That's, that was, <laughs> that's it for Ruth, right? That's like she's, it for that's, Ruth. Yeah, she, has she went out like a gangster. Yeah, it was cool. But she, and she has like a touching goodbye with the grandkids and Linda, knowing that she saved them. But even though it was her fault to begin with that they had to come up to get her. But fine, she came through in the end. I forgive her for not answering her phone that time. <laughs> this makes up for it. <laughs> but yeah, so end of Ruth. Meanwhile, the volcano has melted glaciers on the peak. I had to look this up. Melted glaciers on the peak, and the volcano, like the lava and the ice, has combined to form a lahar, L-A-H-A-R, which is basically like a sludge situation, a very dangerous sludge situation. Lahar. That's my third new word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) New to me. So it's it's heated uh, running mud or something? Yes. And this is real? Like a hot mudslide. Yes, according That's, to Wikipedia, it's real. This is my favorite sex move. <laughs> the hot mudslide. Now you, now you can call it a lahar. <laughs> Sexier, even still. Yep. I would have just thought it would have made water, but I, I'm an idiot. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what's I was thinking steam. I was going, I was going glacier steam. Yeah. Sludge. You know, like a steam cloud? Sludge. I see that. So it strikes a dam near the river, so that's getting more 
Dangerous, back to PB and Co. So now we're down to our four heroes. Um, they find an abandoned ranger truck. They get in and they're driving towards town. Cut back to the I'm sorry, wait. I'm sorry, back to physical space. They crossed a river and are now on a separate piece of land. They crossed a from, lake? From the town. No, so the river that has the bridge, that's a river. What yeah. they crossed was a lake, like, in the mountain, and now they're on a patch of land that if they traverse, they will get to, like, the main street part of town, which is near the bridge and river. They crossed a lake. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. A sulfur Diff- acid lake. A different, yeah, <laughs> different body than the river that needs to be crossed. Got it. Thank you. But th- in theory, the river could also be acid river now. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Probably but is. they're banging on the bridge. Yeah, well, yeah, let's see how that smell. goes. <laughs> and the sulfur would be stinky. Like yep. rotten eggs. Like uh. rotten eggs. Ooh, stinky. That's probably what the people on the bridge are saying. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, okay, I just lost my so, I'm sorry. spot. You were, you were saying, yeah, they have got to get back to town. The four, our four heroes, our four warriors. they got to traverse this land. They have so to we're traverse four of us land. now? Four yep. of them now. They find a beat-up pickup truck, an old pickup truck. Yeah, like from the ranger service. And so they're driving the towards the town. probably on the, uh, they're exactly. probably hanging on the, yeah, exactly. the miser. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the National Guard has now finally shown up, um, and they're helping to complete the evacuation. So that's going pretty smoothly. It doesn't seem like there are any other deaths, um, to answer you from before. Um, uh, and now finally Paul and the rest of the crew are like, okay, I guess we can make our way, like, we've seen it through. I, they accomplished nothing, so I don't know why they stayed to the end, but they do. Uh, so they head off to the bridge as well, in different vehicles. Um, and they're making their way across the bridge. Paul's the last vehicle, and the Lahar Sludge comes at them, striking the bridge, um, and, like, destroying the bridge. So the three non-Paul colleagues have made it across, and now Paul, in his vehicle, is stuck on the other side of the broken bridge and they're like just jump just jump you can make it but he stares at them wistfully and just kind of falls to the side to his sudden death <laughs> Hallahan. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he was you know he, he realized the error of his ways and then he just went down with the ship i guess he knew he knew he should have evacuated them sooner may he rest peacefully in heaven and take take the angel's Badges and guns away from that. <laughs> yeah, so many suspensions. He'll sit in an office with his feet up on the desk. God, I'm taking your gun and badge. Oh, how I am. Get off my ass. He, ha- he has a, a baseball on his desk that he fidgets with from time yes. to time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a Sometimes bottle of whiskey him, in the drawer. Totally. So Sometimes beautiful. you catch him on a call with his wife and kids, and he's he's angry at them too, and then he hangs up. What do you want? Picks up the baseball. Loosens his tie. <laughs> and, and, like, time. and Pepto. And so time. much Pepto. So much Pepto. He's just chugging it. <laughs> okay, back to PB in the vehicle. Uh, the Ranger vehicle. He's driving across rough terrain. It's all like splattered and hardened with lava. So it's very rocky and harrowing. I like they should all just be dead at so many different times. Uh, they find Ruth's dog, who I believe I mentioned had run off earlier. So they grab the dog into the car, wow. keep going. They get to the town He's... of Dante's Peak, but like it's basically in ruins. It's been lavaed. It, it has been earthquaked. It has been rubbled. It has been sludged, etc. What this, was the point uh, of coming... the pickup truck is holding up still? Yeah, the truck's okay. What was the point of coming back to Dante's Peak again? Well, that that's where the 
bridge river is. The bridge so is on the trying, far side. Yeah, they were just trying to do the evacuation. Gotcha. And are the uh, are Grant, Winona, and Terry following along in their respective vehicles as well? They made it. They made it across right before Paul died. So they're I see. they're evacuated. They're free clear. Yeah, they're okay. dead. And those guys, did they just they, they had just given up on PB and company? They were just like those guys are going to have to fi- figure it out for themselves. I don't think anyone knows that they had gone up. I think they feel like they just were ahead of them in the evacuation. Oh, poor communication. I'm not. I, no, they must know. Probably... They must know they're back there because of what happens next. But they're not concerned. I don't think until later. Like hmm. it's not a talking point. I don't believe. Um, let's see. So then PB finds the black box beacon thing that had been taken off the robot earlier. So that's why uh-huh. I made a big deal of it. It wasn't for the robot. It was for the beacon. He finds the beacon in like their equipment that at, at base camp. Yeah. And he reads the readings and he's like, oh, there's going to be another eruption. Like this isn't over. That was just like the like introductory salvo. But yeah. Um, yeah. the bridge is destroyed. And so we're like screwed anyway, because that was the only way to leave. Oh, so they've boy. seen that it's destroyed already. Yeah. So the eruption happens and the town is even more toast. It's like completely ash covered, rubble ruined. Um, Aren't they in the town? They're in the town, but they are racing away so, from the eruption in the truck into an abandoned oh. mine shaft that the sun had been playing in earlier. Which is why uh, I highlighted that. Oh, Oh, what a tapestry to read in. <laughs> We're back to the mind <laughs> So, yeah, they make it any, into any that. Any remarks there? Does, uh, does Graham uh, make any? Is there any subtle? Is there any time for levity in this No, like, this good film? thing I was always playing here, so you knew about it. No, none of that. No. No, but so they, it's like a race against the lava to make it into the mine safely, to answer your question. Like, as the second eruption is happening. Got it. And they and the truck can fit into the mine shaft. They can drive into it, or do they have to get out and run into the mine shaft, leaving the truck. They drive in, and then it gets too narrow. So then they get out. Okay. Um. So at this point, they're all presumed dead. So like they they must have known that they were left behind, or at least when they're like taking a head count, they're discovered to not be there. Sure. Sure. Uh, that would make sense. I forget the mechanics of it, but yeah, they're definitely presumed dead, and the crew is sad about PB. Uh, PB and Linda and the kids get out of the truck, which you asked, um, start wandering further into it. Then PB realizes he left the beacon in the truck. He tells them three to go to keep going. He goes back for the beacon in the truck. A rock slide happens Uh in the mine, creating a wall between them. They get separated. Ooh, I don't like that. Mm. But this part kind of wraps up pretty fast. Like, it seemed very horrifying, but not much really happens with it. Pierce's arm is broken, but he makes his way. He gets to the beacon. And we don't really see Lyndon and the kids. They're just there, like, alive on the other side of this rock slide wall. Um, and she... Are they still... But they're deeper into a mine, right? They're further into it, yeah. They're further into the mine. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's not pleasant. And no, they're trapped. Not pleasant, but uh, safe-ish. Safe from, like, immediate physical harm. But trapped. Okay. All right. Yep. And she assumes that PB ate it, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. PB finds the beacon and he activates it. Cut two. Two days go by, and we don't really see them exist during these two days. But two days go by without any communication, and the crew of Terry, Winona, and Grant is back at their offices. And Terry's like kind of just wandering between one office to another, and he sees a blinking thing. He's like, "How long has this been?" 
doing that? How long has this been like that? And the guy's like, I don't know, like a while. And he realized. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not Grant. It's like a new guy, new character. And Terry concludes that the beacon has been activated and that necessitates a rescue crew, which they send. And the bridge has been, I guess, not fixed, but like they have created an access point into town Uh because it's been two days and like they need to do damage control, right? And like clear the rubble and stuff. So they're able to get back to the mine area and follow the beacon. And they all come, the crew and the rescue people. Um, And Lynn and the kids are rescued first. They still think PB is dead, but he's also rescued. And so they have a joyful reunion. It seems like a little bit sexy. Uh, Like, yo, this is what's up. And then trapped, trapped for three days and two or three days in a mine. He comes out and he's still that sad. With a broken arm. <laughs> With a broken arm that has not been set because he's not been attended to. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been attended to. No, it's not. He needs a lot of attention. And like that's pretty much it. The last glimpse is just like a long shot of this destroyed town, but them arm in arm. Dante, I can't believe at the height of the. Plot's crisis. It cut to two days later. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. really see them like navigating this trap situation, like a little bit, but not with any plot point that was worth mentioning. I guess the biggest move that they made in escaping was the acid lake. Yeah. Yeah. And then the race to the mine shaft would be the other one, but it, that doesn't reach that didn't reach the dramatic heights of the acid lake. No, they did not. It was much faster. The acid lake was my favorite part. The acid lake was the signature piece of this movie. It was like, like when the bus jumps over the highway in speed. It's like why you make the movie. (laughs) It's literally, you know, remember when we were kids and we would play the floor is lava. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what it is. (laughs) And I was always so scared. It's the floor is lava. Oh, that was such a good game. No, I didn't touch every, it. I didn't touch the floor. I didn't touch the every floor. kid no. played no. The Floor is Lava. Every. Every. Oh, I wonder God, if that's I universal. That should have been the, slow, the, the slogan of the film, the tagline, The Floor is Lava. Um, but the, I actually found the real taglines on IMDb, and the main one is, whatever you do, don't look back. Hmm. That's, that's uh, weak. They have a secondary one here, which is, <laughs> the pressure is building, dot, dot, dot. Better. It's a little better. At least acknowledge the floor is Dante's Peak colon. The floor is lava is is strong. <laughs> yeah. The floor is lava. That's the greatest game ever. It really <laughs> is. You like so jumping simple. off the arm of the couch onto like uh, a, a, an ottoman, you know? Yep. yep. It's so scary. You and go then to you the like coffee table. Go to the coffee table, and then maybe like you like take some books from the coffee table and like throw them down on the floor, and then step on each of them. But you gotta do that fast because the books are getting loud. You gotta do too. it fast, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. You can't. I would not allow much book time. I'll, I'll no, allow no, that. No. But that's got to be quick. It's a. It's, it's a like light immediate. step. Immediate. Immediate and step. just once. Yeah, because what you have to remember at all times when playing this game is that the floor. It's, yeah, is it's lava. lava. <laughs> yeah, it's lava. <laughs> Go 
If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you wanna be my lover, you have got to give. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. So here's a story from A to Z. You wanna get with me? You gotta listen carefully. We got M in the place who likes it in your face. You got G like MC. If you wanna be my lover. 